Hi, this is Nathan. Before we get to the episode, I want to invite you to join me on an incredible adventure this November of 2024. I am taking a small group of believers to Turkey, what the New Testament called Asia Minor, for a 12-day Bible study tour of the early church. We'll be studying the book of Acts and many of the epistles on location as we visit ancient cities like Ephesus, Laodicea, Heropolis, Antioch, Pergamum, and many more. If you are interested in joining me this November for a once-in-a-lifetime adventure as we study where much of the New Testament and early church took place, you can learn more by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. And if you're interested, don't delay. Spots are limited and on a first-come, first-served basis, and a $100 discount is available if you register before May 27th. I do hope you can join me. And again, more information is available at deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. Now, here's the episode. Welcome to episode 234 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to give you four warnings for this year. Let's dive in. Well, it is the beginning of February, and if you're like most people, any New Year's resolutions you may have set have already gone to the wayside. And that's actually not at all what I'm going to talk about, but I have been pondering the last several days just the state of our culture, the state of the church, and the state of my own personal life. And it is interesting that usually come February, <laughs> we, we are so distracted by just the randomness or the busyness of life and culture that some of those priorities that we decided at the end of this last year that we were going to make and, and implement in our lives, all right, this, this is going to be the year. Well, they've already kind of gone to the wayside. And just as I've been pondering that reality, well, I wanted to give you four warnings as it comes to this year. Now, technically, it has nothing to do with 2022, the year that I'm recording this, because these warnings, I think, are just probably the four warnings that we need to hear every single year. (laughs) But since they've been on my heart and on my mind, I wanted to convey these to you as a warning for this particular year. And I think as we go through these, it'll make more sense of why that's important. So without further ado, here are my four warnings for this year. Number one, we need to remember that esteeming or knowing about something is very different than actually doing it. I've noticed that there is this mindset in the world and even in the church that just because I esteem something or just because I know something, well, then I must have it on the inside. Uh, A great illustration of this in my personal life would be exercise and health. (laughs) For years, I had read a lot of exercise and health books, and I knew a lot of good information about how to be healthy and the right mindset and the proper exercises and, and all that kind of stuff. And yet, when I would look in the mirror, (laughs) nothing would ever change. It's just like I would have all this great information, and yet nothing was actually coming into reality in my practical life. And it wasn't until this last year, actually at this time last year, 
that I'm like, okay, I'm done talking. I'm done just reading information. I'm done just knowing about health and exercise and all that kind of stuff. I probably actually just need to go to the gym and actually do something. I know it's a crazy thought. (laughs) And it's amazing. Over the last, you know, 12 months, my life has been slowly shifting in a very healthy and much more positive sense. I still have a long way to go, but I'm very excited about the trajectory I'm on. And it's because I'm no longer just esteeming or wanting just to know more about health. Rather, I actually want to live a healthy life. Now, that's very true in our spiritual lives as well. See, we can go to church and we can talk the talk and, and, and we can know all the proper things in the religious world and, and you know, know our Bibles and have done Bible quizzing and have grown up in Sunday school and yet not actually be living a Christian life. There's something very scary about the Western, Western world in which we live. And of course, I live, I live in America, but whether it's Canada or Australia or, or you know, the UK or, or where it may be that you live, if you're in the Western world, one of the things that the culture and even in the church seems to be pushing is, well, as long as you attend church and as long as you, you know, know the proper doctrines, well, then you're spiritually fine. And yet I don't see that in scripture. I see that we are actually supposed to live a victorious Christian life, that we're actually supposed to delight ourselves in Jesus, that we are to walk in freedom and in holiness, and we are not to be like the world around us, that there should be something evident and clearly distinct in our lives as believers. And yet, sadly, more and more, there's very little distinction between those who are in the church and those who are outside the church. So all that being said, may I encourage you and may I warn you, don't just esteem or know about Jesus Christ. Don't just esteem the word of God, rather actually begin to live out this reality of the gospel. Let's not have a hypocritical existence where we talk a big talk and yet live a lackluster life. We are meant to be Christians every single moment of every single day. It is not something we do on Sundays. This is a radical transformation of our life that affects us every moment of every single day, which is why Paul in 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that there's been such a radical shift that has taken place in your life that the only word or language we can use to describe what's happened in your life is that you are a brand new creature or you're a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. So this year, as you're heading into it, would you not merely esteem or just know about the very many important things that we're supposed to know, especially in the spiritual life? Rather, would you actually allow the Spirit of God who lives inside of you, if you're actually a Christian, to give you and enable you to live out this Christian life? Which probably goes to a maybe a subpoint is maybe we actually need to test ourselves, as Paul encourages us, that we need to test ourselves to make sure we're even in the faith, that we actually have the reality of salvation. Because if the fruit of our life is not that of Christ, if we are not being consistently sanctified and conformed to the image of Christ, then that probably says there's a problem (laughs) with our spiritual state. And again, just because we're attending church does not mean we're a Christian. So warning number one, let's not merely esteem or know 
about the spiritual life. Let's actually live it. The second warning, it's going to sound a little odd, but one of the things I've been just pondering is this idea that going fast is not always a good thing. There's something about our culture that loves this idea of speed and just going fast and getting as much information and getting through as many episodes or as many books or as many podcasts as possible. And yet one of the things I've noticed is that the faster that I go, the more I miss. I remember, you know, I, I typically drive to the campus that I teach at. And it's interesting, this this last summer, uh, my car was being worked on. And so I had to walk the two miles back and forth from campus, which was just a delightful walk, except that was the week <laughs> we were hitting record highs and we were, you know, over a hundred every single day. But besides that, it was interesting as I was walking along the path that I've driven countless times, how many things I began to notice because I was having to stroll my way past I was actually paying attention to the houses and paying attention to the nature and paying attention to what was actually around me that I just zoomed past so many times. I don't know about you, but one of the things I love to do is I love to read. And one of the things I enjoy doing is at the end of a year, looking back and counting how many books I got accomplished or finished over the last year. And yet I've noticed, and it kind of goes back to the last one I was talking, uh, the, the first warning I mentioned is it's amazing how many times I get done at the end of the year, look back at the list of books that I've read and go, wow, look how many books I finished. But when I ask the question, all right, but how many of those have I actually begun to practice and live out and make a part of my life? Well, the number is far too few. What if in this next year, instead of trying to get through as many books or as many podcasts or as many sermons or whatever it may be in your life, What if instead of trying to get through as much as possible, as fast as we can, what if we would actually slow down and perhaps let's, let's just use the books as an example. What if trying to, you know, instead of reading, say, you know, two books a month, what if, what if we said, okay, what if I only read a couple of books this year, but I read them several times and actually began to implement the content within them. So rather than just esteeming the information, like we talked about in number one, and therefore getting through as much as we can, what if I actually began to not just merely esteem it and just check it off my list because, well, I, I, I know all this information now. What if we said, okay, my goal is not merely to esteem it. I want to live it. Therefore, I'm actually, it's actually okay for me to slow down and get through fewer content, fewer podcasts, fewer sermons, fewer books, whatever it may be, and actually begin to live this thing out. And for me, that is so difficult because I love information. I love the details. I love learning things. And yet I, I so often substitute learning for living. So as a warning, could I encourage you not just to rush through this next year and just see how much you can get through rather, could we slow down, enjoy the journey, smell the roses which by the way, is only possible if you're slow down. <laughs> you can actually slow down and, and smell and delight in the things that are around us rather than just racing to the next activity, racing to the next meeting, racing through the next book. But the emphasis again is actually living out the reality of what we're walking through or living or reading or learning, not just having it in information sake. So number one, number two go together. But again, it's this idea of let's just not esteem it, let's live it. 
And let's not just race through this next year. Rather, let's slow down because going fast is not always a good thing. A third warning for all of us this upcoming year is just because we're busy doesn't mean we have results. And this has been really piercing in my own life. I live a rather busy life. And yet I've realized that my life can be exceedingly busy. And yet, what are the actual results that are coming out of my busyness? One of my favorite quotes, in fact, I have it plastered up above my desk so I see it every single day when I'm working. But it's a quote by Corey Tim Boom. And she said this, beware the barrenness of a busy life. Or in other words, hey, beware of the emptiness of living in busyness. That when we live in a constant state of busyness, we think we're accomplishing a lot because, well, I'm, I've been really busy. Well, what'd you do today? A lot. But what was actually the results? What was actually effective? What was the, what's the outcome of all this busyness? And a lot of us have to admit, even though we're exceedingly busy, and I think as a culture, the, that is probably the, the new level of prestige in our culture. You know, it used to be money and success and all that kind of stuff. It seems like as a whole, our culture delights in being busy. If you just ask 10 random people, hey, how are you doing? My guess is probably at least eight of those 10 people will say, well, yeah, lots going on. Woo, busy. Yeah, yeah, I got a full schedule. Because as a culture, we are delighting in an ever-increasing amount of busyness. And it is a little ironic, don't you think? That we have all these quote-unquote time-saving devices to help us in our busyness. And yet, those are the very contraptions that are making us even more distracted and even more busy. One of the things that I've realized is that a hamster can be incredibly busy on his wheel, yet never go anywhere. And I don't want to live that kind of a life. I don't want to just have a life that is just spinning my little wheel as a hamster. And I'm incredibly busy. And I get done and I'm exhausted at the end of the day. And yet I've actually gone nowhere. There's no results. So we need to remember that just being busy doesn't mean anything's actually happening. We don't necessarily have results. So as Corey Tim Boom would say, beware the barrenness of a busy life. Beware the emptiness of just living in busyness. So this year, can we guard ourselves from just living on this constant hamster wheel of busyness and rather realize that rest And yes, even relaxation and fun is a gift from the Lord, that it is actually a good thing to slow down and spend time with friends and family, to laugh, to eat, to play games, that there is a delight in that, that is actually okay to get less accomplished this year if what we are getting accomplished is actually bringing result or a proper outcome or an effectiveness that I don't, again, I don't just want to be busy this upcoming year. I want God to use this little life of mine to actually change this world. And if that means I need to slow down in order to do that, well, I want to do that. I've been really convicted of looking at some of my Christian heroes from the last several hundred years. And I look at their lives and I'm sure they would say they were busy, but it seemed like they had a whole lot less distractions than we do in the days in which we live. And yet, I look at them and I say, wow, they were far more effective. God was able to somehow use their life in a far more powerful way than it seems like he's using our modern generation. And I think that goes into warning number four, which is we will be distracted 
unless we are diligent to stay focused. See, we live in a world of endless distractions. There's always this this culture of quote-unquote newness, that there's always a new iPhone and always a new app. There's always a new television episode. There's always a new podcast feed. There's always a new book to read. There's always a new... And there, there, we just have this latest and greatest and best and biggest. And we live in a culture that is constantly obsessed with being distracted. And what I've learned is that we, especially as Christians, must guard that which is most important to us, which is our spiritual life. In other words, no one is going to guard your spiritual life for you. If, if you don't guard, if you don't take the time, if you aren't diligent in spending time in the word and in prayer, well, no one's going to force that upon you. And so if we want to grow spiritually this year, we have to stay diligent and focused and be intentional in our lives. Otherwise, we will be distracted. One of the principles of life I've just learned over the last several decades, especially in the spiritual life, is that whatever we focus on will grow in our lives. In other words, if I focus on sin and temptation, that typically grows in my life. If I focus my life on Christ, if I delight myself in his word, if if I spend time diligently in prayer, well, then my spiritual life grows. It deepens. I actually find greater enjoyment in Jesus. I had a friend of mine who decided to read through the Bible. He's actually going to listen to the audiobook uh, with a friend of his. And he started, I think it was like late January. And if I remember correctly, by the end of summer, he'd already gone through the Bible several dozen times. And he said, isn't this interesting that the more that I'm in the word, the less boring it becomes and the more excited I become about being in the word. And I think that's an incredible principle. I think sometimes the reason we we look at church and, and life and Jesus as a whole, and we're just like, man, it's just so dull and so boring. Well, it's because we're not spending time in it. If, if we're not spending time with Christ, well, no wonder it's not exciting when we do. And if our delight is supposed to be Jesus, if our love is supposed to be wrapped up in God himself, then we need to be diligent to spend time with him. I'm consistently convicted by Leonard Ravenhill's statement that no man is greater than his prayer life. In other words, what he's saying is, hey, if, if, if you want me to tell you how much I esteem an individual, well, let me see and hear and watch how he prays. He often made the statement of, hey, give me one hour with a man in prayer and I will tell you how spiritual he really is. Well, that is so convicting in my heart. Because, well, what would Leonard Ravenhill say about me if he spent time with me in prayer? Well, the only way I'm ever going to grow in prayer, the only way I'm going to grow in my love for Christ, the only way I'm going to delight more in the word is to stay focused, be diligent, and intentionally do it. Again, we live in a world of endless distractions, and I will be distracted unless I am diligent to remain focused. Now, those are just four simple warnings, but I think they are so important for this year. There's so much noise. There is so much bait for distraction. And yet let us as believers make this year the greatest year of our spiritual lives. So regardless of where things are at, 
with your New Year's resolutions, regardless of where you may be in your yearly Bible reading plan, can I encourage you to freshly press in to Christ? Again, here are the four warnings. Number one, remember that esteeming or knowing about something is different than actually living it. Number two, going fast is not always a good thing. Number three, just because you're busy doesn't mean you have results. And number four, you will be distracted unless you remain diligent and stay focused. Our world and the church has grown so passive. We just are kind of pushed to and fro, whatever people are telling us to do. And yet as believers, we are to remain fixed on Jesus Christ. So can I encourage you, remove those distractions, slow down, don't just esteem, but begin to live out the reality of this powerful gospel. And don't just get wrapped up in busyness or this distractions, but rather, what if this year became the greatest year of our spiritual lives because we were constantly pressing in to the reality of the gospel, the reality of intimacy with Jesus, the truth of his word and sweet intimacy by spending time with him in prayer. Oh, I want that for you. and I'm desperate for that in my own life. Well, I hope that was an encouragement, even though they were four warnings for this year. If you'd like to see an outline and a list of those four things, you can do that in the show notes for this episode by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash 234 for episode 234. And just know that on that website of mine, that there's a lot of great resources and helps to to press you unto Jesus Christ and to help you grow spiritually. And I would love to link arms with you this year and just keep pressing us all down the narrow way of the cross. So until next time, know I'm praying for you and I'm cheering you on as you consistently, diligently build your life around Jesus Christ.